Yo, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to the 8020 series. New episodes released every Monday at 8:20 a.m. I'm your host, Jeremy, and I'm Daniel. And on this podcast, we like to break down what we call the 20 factor, the motivation that drives a person to do what they love to do. All right, everybody, welcome back to the podcast. Today, we have a very special guest. We have the berry brand king, the master of milk tea, Trong Kim. <laughs> yo, yo, I love that intro. Yeah, time out. Before we, Trong Kim, so is that the same Kim as Daniel Kim or I had no idea. Wait, are we related, bro? Is I mean, this your brother? Bro, you like, I had no idea, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, so my first name is Vietnamese, right? But my last name, last name is Kim, which is supposed to be Korean. Right. I asked my dad back in the days and he's like, I don't know. <laughs> Wait, what? what like, was he just filling out your birth certificate and was like, you know, you sound like a Kim and just wrote that in or what? I don't think they had birth certificate back then. <laughs> but uh, That's crazy. Yeah, I'm actually Vietnamese. So um, I've, I've actually met a Vietnamese person, mm-hmm. last name Kim, before. No, like I know of a Kim, but then they spell it like K-H-I-M. K-H-I-M? Yeah, instead of oh, K-I-M. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe your dad misspelled it or something. Yeah. Okay. But you know, okay, so I think I know the backstory. His middle name is Kim. So he actually, I think oh. he took it from Vietnam and just used it because everyone started calling him Kim. Right. So I think something like that. I'll ask oh, him again. I mean, that makes yeah. sense. It's a little bit easier than some of the other names out there too. Like Nguyen. I know, for the, yeah, like no, Nguyen. Yeah, it took yeah, yeah. me like two months to like say it fluently. Nguyen. Yeah. Like it's like one word. <laughs> Where do you say it right? See? Yeah. Practice, you know man. how to say but it. I was he would it just say when. Yeah. When. Like yeah. winning. Yeah, like everyone would be like, no, you're saying that wrong. So all my Vietnamese fans would correct me. But yeah, I can see why your dad maybe opted for Kim so people can't mess that up, you know. <laughs> maybe it isn't win. <laughs> but you know, know, like, so on that note, like, let's just get right into family, dude. Like, do you have any siblings? I do. I have a pretty big family. Wait, what? Yeah, four siblings. Four younger siblings. I'm the oldest. Five kids. Uh, yeah, we grew up pretty poor. I just remember standing in line, like, my mom would, you know, go to grocery stores and pay with food stamps, bro. Like, yeah, we're poor. And uh, it was like, just, oh, we'll get it into the story, I guess. And yeah, yeah. Uh, I just remember asking for like a Nintendo back in the days, right? The first Nintendo. And my mom was like, okay, go get it. And, <laughs> you know, I, she, wasn't, she wasn't saying like, you know what I mean? She wasn't saying like being mean about it, yeah. but we were poor. Like, she's not like she could afford that. We were, you know, right. we were like trying to, great by with getting yeah. enough food for the house uh so i'm like okay you know i didn't i was a kid right yeah. and i remember you know she'll bring home candies and like just lick the jars of licorice yeah i would just like put them in bags and put them in my backpack and then sell it at the the school oh you know sh- like here's a quarter a quarter and at the end of the day i'll get a few bucks but yeah you know i just start start of like a you know business mindset i guess damn so you literally just learned business from day one did you so as the older sibling, did you find yourself having to take care of the family as you were growing up or? Uh, yes. Oh, it's, there's a lot of pressure on me. Right. I bet. So the parents like, you know, set a great example, blah, blah. But at the same time, we're pretty close in age overall. So, you know, we're very close. Uh-huh. And uh, man, I remember sharing a room with like all of them, you know. Shit. So it was I mean, now we're fine. You know, and now we're all like. You know, but back then, just just so many stories, bro, of like just kind of running around. And back then, it wasn't like now where now you can just stay inside with the younger generation. Yeah. Where it's all computers, iPads, things like that. Right. So, um, yeah, just like playing hide and seek or whatever outside. And uh, I was I was I'm from the streets. <laughs> Dude, that, I don't I can't picture that. Like if, oh, if, we, if only had cameras right now, you could see Trong. Like he looks like the nicest guy. He's got like this clean cut haircut. Like he looks yeah, so yeah, professional. Like when you say you're from the streets, like I literally think you're joking. There's no. No, I mean, I yeah, I, I was my, my parents did a great job. Right. So my mom, yeah. uh, my dad, they're still together, you know, and they so I'm very traditional. So, you know, when I go out with friends, you know, I just want to pay i open doors for girls you know just very like that mindset uh but um yeah i had a lot of friends that are bad like i grew up in the gangster era you know and but i never got into it because i i i was too innocent you know and i Uh they couldn't convert me (laughs) that's crazy because a big part of what we talk about in the podcast is being a product of your environment so to see that like you were around that and in that field and space and you're not there yeah, like yeah. that's what like what do you think clicked in your head that like made you stay innocent or uh so my parents were really strict too because 
first of all, I'm the oldest, so they they are immigrants, right, from Vietnam, and they didn't know any better. I mean, they came over here trying to make a life for the family, and everything's new for them. They don't they didn't speak English, right? Right. So they're just trying their best to you know to raise us, and being strict because they just wanted to protect us, right? Right. But um, yeah, I just I I think. Uh, around gangs and guns and all that i didn't it didn't phase me because i in the back of my mind i'm like okay i just want to be i don't i'm scared i'm scared i'm more scared of my dad than the right. gangs <laughs> you know what i mean yeah, i'm gonna yeah. ask whooping from my dad yeah. if i join this <laughs> Dude, gang I'm, and that's gonna be worse i remember being in kindergarten right yeah and probably the first day or second day something like that and uh i remember just, we're just sitting on the floors because that's back then right and uh, i remember just uh, standing up and then running out and running home <laughs> what because <laughs> i was scared right i was a little kid i'm like I, you know I'm a, the first language was Vietnamese, and yeah yeah and uh, i ran home uh and home was just around the corner right like mm-hmm. we live right next to the school and i remember my dad dude like he t- took out this big ass stick because oh, back then yeah now yeah. like you can't hit your kids but b- back then <laughs> it's like that's normal and i was like terrified of my dad and my parents you know yeah uh, so they did a great job now in hindsight it it's just out of love, right? Yeah. Sorry, side tangent right here, but where'd they get the stick from, if I can ask? The stick? Like, yeah, yeah. he'll find anything. Like, oh, outside, a broomstick. <laughs> Dude, uh, there's nobody more creative than an Asian parent who is trying to spank their kids, bro. Yo, I swear, sure. man. Yeah, yeah, like, Growing up for me, too, like, I, I got spanked and I got beatings and stuff. You like, did? I mean, yeah, yeah. No, I, it's it just shaped me, too. But I, the reason why I asked about the sticks was because... My parents got, I, I know specifically, bro, I know where to find it. it. They got the green bamboo ones from Home Depot <laughs> because these ones are fucking light, right? Yeah, so it's yeah. like, it doesn't strain your wrist and she could just keep going. <laughs> so if I fuck up, I, I know. And she would even tell me, like, go grab the stick. <laughs> it's like at that moment, you know. So my parents, like, you know, they had a, a garden in the back, the backyard. And I think we had a peach tree. And uh-huh. they'll just use yeah, that. Yeah. They'll they'll have chopsticks around and uh just various things and then the parents were creative but back then we were creative too as kids yeah i would like pack on like extra like dude no, i was no, just no. dude i was just gonna because i was gonna say have you ever tried something to lessen the pain and then did your parents ever find out because what i did bro i did two things i used to put toilet paper in my underwear and just pack it in there yeah, yeah. oh but my but then when it hit it went my dad's like, what the you hell is that knew. sound? He's like, you know? what did I yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he was like, you know, pull down your pants right now. <laughs> My parents never, I don't know, they, they probably realized something that yeah. was different. But yeah, we, we just had it packed on and protect ourselves. Yeah. Um, Good times, dude. <laughs> Good times. Yeah, they were strict. But, uh, you know, I, uh, I, it kind of made me who I am, really, right? All of you guys, too. Yeah. And, uh, I, I think I would nowadays, say so. yeah, nowadays, not, not to knock on the younger generation, but it's different yeah right back then you either survive or you don't you know? <laughs> that's the honest truth though yeah no but like even back then bro when i would go to my friend's house you know whether they're american or you know it's some other ethnicity and it's just completely different the way that they're yeah, raised yeah. and the way that people are disciplined like you could sometimes hear like a kid telling their mom to shut up Dude, and, you know? I, actually, the same around the same time when I was growing up, I had a friend. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he I came over, and then he he's like, "Shut up," you know, and yeah. all that. And I was like, "Whoa, how do you get away with that?" Yeah, I was like, yeah. "Bro, I was shocked. I would be dead by <laughs> eight p.m. <laughs> if I did that, bro." <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah, but uh, no, it's good crazy. times. Good times. That's wild, dude. So it sounds like you had a humble beginning growing up. I found, you know, I did some deep diving, some research. You went to Cal State Fullerton college right i did did majored in business and economics wow this is pretty good uh research so i I actually started off as a computer science major okay and then after maybe a year and a half two years of taking a lot of the core classes yeah i'm like wait i i love computers but i don't want to sit down and program all day right so i decided to uh pivot into business Mm, Uh, while doing that I was probably four and a half years, you know, like something almost five years maybe in. Yeah, yeah. And I was already in my career. I was already working. And I'm like, wait a minute. They don't need degrees. They never ask for it. They don't care for it. 
in my industry, right? Right. In the- well, what was your industry? Because I think so important thing for our listener. I said the master of milk tea. Like right now, we're talking about business and tech. Like how the heck did that happen? You know. So back to your point, you you were working here. You didn't feel like you needed the degree. Like what just kind of clicked in your head, and how did you end up into that industry from Cal State Fullerton? Yeah. So I was, you know, I was business mindset in a way yeah but at the same time we were conditioned as kids growing up right whether society or friends whatever to uh have this linear life yeah that you go to school you graduate you get married you know get a good job get married have kids it's very linear yeah and uh during um college i was like you know seeing other people you know opening other businesses and just knowing more about the business world i'm like wait a minute why can't i do this but um you know just being so conditioned to work somewhere and have just have that life right uh-huh. the, the what do you call it american dream right right um i uh i decided to um yeah well i mean during college i was already working right and then i left i uh, i walked out i had four classes left i'm like i don't need this degree i can finish it so I decided that, that, you know, that I was in class. I just walked out and I never looked back. Damn, Wait, bro. what the yeah, fuck? So, four, you, so you don't left. have your degree at all? I and, don't. And, and I think you have your four classes away from just finishing. Just finishing. And people ask me, why don't you just finish? Right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, you know what? I chose not to because I want to show people that you can be successful right. and not have this paper. Right. Mm. And, like that's literally what went through your head when you were exiting out of the class. Yeah, yeah. Holy, that, that, that was that's kind of like a deja vu moment because you just said when you were younger you stood up and left school and ran home. Yeah, and then now I did it again in college. You did it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The pattern, right? <laughs> yeah, dude. History's dude. repeating itself. <laughs> oh shit! I literally walked out. Yeah, and uh, like I said, I was already in my in my career, so I was making good money. I had my house, I had a car, motorcycle, everything I wanted. Um, but I wasn't. I was happy in my career, but I wasn't fulfilled. I felt like some kind of void or something was missing. Wait, uh, so when you said you were already making money, where were you making money from? Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I was working. I was working. Sorry, I was in my career. So I was oh, working. Okay. I did uh, my last title when I left was uh, computer security engineer. Right. Oh, wait. So in college, were you already working at Time Warner Cable? I was. Yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I like this. Without asking, you knew. Yeah. So I was. I was working there and... Uh, and then I pivot into pivoted into working at tickets.com. Yeah. So it's a ticket master kind of competitor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was working there for I don't know, a few years. Yeah. And that's when that's when it all started. Yeah. So I noticed like while you were working at tickets.com, you started up Milkbox. I did. Yeah. Yeah. How do you, how, what? Yeah, yeah. I'll explain. I, I imagine your title security engineer at tickets.com. Like that's, that sounds like a full-time job to me. Like how did you find time to do Milkbox? And for everyone listening, Milkbox is a boba shop. Right. So it was, uh, man, I don't remember exactly like what year and whatnot. Um, it might've been like early 20, early 2014 or end of 2013, somewhere around there that I, I had uh, dinner with my friends, uh, Robert and Vu. And we sat down and we're just like hanging out. And I haven't seen Robert in a while. You know, he started his family. And, you know, when you have your family, you kind of do your your thing. And so it was good just to kind of reconnect. And uh, we're like, hey, what are you up to? And uh, I was like, you know, I just wanted to start something because I, you know, love my job. But I wanted to open my own business and right. eventually retire my parents. That's the the goal. All right, right? Yeah, yeah. To give back. Because remember I mentioned that I felt a void. Mm-hmm. And right. that was it. I realized that I just have to dedicate everything back to them. Because uh, I mentioned the beginning of the story where we grew up poor. Yeah. And food stamps and all that. Right. And uh, I'm like, that that would be like my dream now is to give back to them. So we sat down and just... You know, talk about how, you know, I first talked about how I wanted to start something. Robert was like, hey, me too. You know, Mm -hmm. let's let's do something. And Vu is like, yeah, I have some money too. Let's let's three of us get together and uh, maybe we'll open up like a dessert shop, you know, kind of easy. And because in terms of food, I didn't we didn't know how to cook and all that. Right. So Mm -hmm. that would be probably the easiest just to kind of do quick research and 
and start something like that. Right. Uh, and then uh, we started looking for, uh, well, we first started, you know, kind of got ideas down on paper. So like what what dessert would be, would it be, what drinks and all that, the menu, right? Mm-hmm. And then at, uh, in the, at the same time, we started looking for locations. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like talking to different landlords and things like that. Right, right. Uh, finally, we got a call back and and uh, from a from an agent um, asking us to come by and take a look at the location, and then Vu spoke up and say, "Wait a minute, we don't even have a menu or anything. <laughs> you, guys are, you guys are crazy. You're yeah, out of your yeah. mind. Uh, I'm out. I don't want to be involved. Like this is just a dream, right? You know. And Robert and I are dreamers. You know, we knew that we'll just we'll be fine. We'll figure it out." Uh, so that's a whole thing, you know, just figuring it out. Like right. that's, that's how, that's what I live by, you know? So, uh, he, he decided not to be in the group. So it just really us two left, Robert and myself. Right. And, uh, you know, we didn't have all this capital. We had, we're making good money in our careers. Yeah. So to open a business, you need a lot of money. Right. So we decided to sell our homes. So wow. I'm like, you know what, what Rob? Oh, I'm so wait, at this house. time you already had a home. I did, yeah. Oh wow! So that's what yeah. I mean. I was I was doing well for myself, yeah. but I knew making that money wasn't enough to retire my parents, take right. care of myself, gotcha. and, and all that. I yeah. wanted more. Got it. Because I mean, yeah, I imagine like with a salary, you kind of see what your cap looks like by the end of the year, and you know, like a promote, like no one's going to promote you fifty percent increase in salary. So you know, it's at a certain level. Uh, at that time, like how how old are you? Like we need a quick timeline right here. Um, um I was probably in. Probably around 32, 33 ish, I think. Gotcha. Maybe? Forget. Gotcha. I don't want to age myself here. Too oh, much. <laughs> it's, a, it's a secret. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's not a secret. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was probably in my early 30s ish, maybe yeah. closer to mid 30s. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I. so we decided to go all, all in. Uh, Rob wanted to sell his house too, but his in laws like, you're crazy. You have two kids. I'm not yeah. going to you know have you guys move to a smaller place yeah so we're gonna loan you money but if the business fail we're gonna take the house oh okay Basically, that was yeah. the, their deal yeah. but you know I, already, I was already selling my house yeah and then uh yeah we signed the lease got the money for it wanting to build but we didn't have the menu so we started working timelessly Damn. really quick could i just interject yeah. so when you made that decision to sell your house, because that's not an easy decision to make, yeah. you know, and, and I know as you're telling the story, you know, he, you're just saying, oh, I sold my house. But what was kind of like your mental process for that? Because, you know, even for myself working corporate and, and leaving, leaving security, like it's a scary right. feeling. Right. And I can't even imagine how you would have felt or how you felt when you decided, you know what, I have this nice house that I'm comfortable in, but I'm going to sell that and go into this uncertainty of a brand new business. I don't even know if it's going to work and just try to make something happen. Yeah, I know. Great question. Uh, really, it didn't get to that point. It was like asking banks, like, hey, can we have some money? We're going to open something. Banks were like, no, we don't know who you guys are. You guys are working in a right. corporate job. Uh, you never had business before. Yeah, no, no history, name. right? No history. No history. Yeah. So it's, a, it's that. I'm sure a lot of people go through this too. Like, hey, I need funding, right. but I can't get it because i don't have that history and mm. because uh, no one knew who we were right right uh so yeah we tried that we tried you know asking around asking family they're like yes they're crazy you know you don't have a menu you're like you know so no one at the end of the day no one believed in us mm-hmm. yeah know? so um and it was scary you know to your point it was scary right and, uh, i was like you know what i need to do this if and i ha- you had to believe it though Right. You can. Yeah. yeah that's I mean, the most important thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we had, we really believe in ourselves. We were, like I said, dreamers. So uh, that's when we decided, but it was scary. People said, no, my parents like, no, you can't sell your house. You're crazy. Um, you know, keep it, you know, long term, blah, blah. And then, you know, friends, coworkers all knew, no, don't do that. And then at the same time, you know, like you mentioned, Jeremy, like working in a corporate job, I didn't have time to run a business too. Right. And I knew that, right? So I'm like, you know, I have to leave the focus full time. What the heck? Yeah. So so out of the the two, Robert and myself, someone had to go full time. Yeah. Or else it would not work, right? So I've decided to be that person. And he's like, I'm like, you know what, just keep your career. You know, you have a family. In case something happens, you have something to, you know, fall back to, fall back on. Right. 
Um, so yeah, I left my career as well. And when I was leaving, the coworkers were like, you're crazy. The parents yeah. are like, you're crazy. And they were a little upset at me, you know, because, you know, they raised raise us to be just smart and, you know, and, and uh, I wouldn't say, you know, um, uh, like safe. Yeah, like risk averse, right. right? Yeah, yeah, that's the right word. Yeah. Right, exactly. And uh, but I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, yeah, I pulled the trigger. And uh, but now today, I mean, if you want to fast forward for a second, parents they're so happy, and right. you know, I'm taking care of them now, and they're proud. You know, they're telling their friends. Back then, they're like, oh, you know, yeah, crazy. Right, yeah. But now they're telling friends like, hey, you know, yeah, my son owns this, and <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But um, that's. That, that was what it was. You know, I had to had to do something. So we we started off with, uh, like I said, just not knowing a lot of things. We yeah. googled everything. We asked right. questions. Damn. Um, we opened our first shop in Mission Viejo. Oh, I remember no that. Way. I remember first that. Mailbox. Did you ever? You uh, the Kaleidoscope, in? right? Yeah, yeah. I went there. I bought uh, milk tea from there. Actually, it was the very beginning when Kaleidoscope was renovating, and I remember. Because I had heard of Milkbox because I had some other friends who were in the food and beverage industry and the dessert industry. Yeah, yeah. And I was from Mission Viejo, so when I was visiting my parents, I went to the Kaleidoscope. And I was like, man, everything changed. And I went upstairs and I, I like walked into this nice, large, I don't even know what it is. It's like a huge area with a bunch of different restaurants. Market, yeah. And I was like, what the heck? There's a milk tea spot in Mission Viejo. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I got to buy this. And oh, then, so it's like by coincidence. You just came there. Yeah. And then That's so I, I bought the drink and then I played um, cornhole. They had that over there. <laughs> yeah, but, um, yeah. It was it was really cool because uh, for those who don't know, Mission Viejo, uh, there's not many Asians over there at all. Nope. And, you know, I know because I, I grew up there, you know, with high school there. And when I was in high school, there was nothing like that. You know, there was just like CPK, a lot of pizza places, burger places. And so to see uh, a milk tea spot in a place where I used to hang out, like that was super dope. It was really cool. That was crazy is that I didn't, what well, we met, what, just recently, right? Yeah, maybe yeah. like two, three years ago. Has it been that long? I thought it was like a lot. I uh, think it COVID, COVID. COVID. It was, it was COVID before COVID, right? Right before COVID. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yeah. yeah, COVID was like, what, two two years now almost? So, like, it's been yeah, how, it's, it's such a small world. Yeah. And you run into people and, but yeah, see? So, yeah, that was the first shop. Damn. Second shop uh, within six months, maybe. Oh, wow. About six months, we signed the our second location at Tustin, in Tustin. Mm, Tustin okay. was our second one uh, and then a few months after that Tustin did really well we're like dude let's keep growing and we're yeah. like we're like hurrying up to open yeah uh, so we opened our third shop signed our third lease within a year of all three shops so within a year we had three leases what yeah wow. so our third location was Westminster uh, and then and then we realized that hey we think we're growing too fast we had some you know growing pains just a lot of learning right uh, opportunities basically and uh wait what were those growing pains if you don't mind me asking yeah so just everything from you know from uh from staffing to the products got it you know, qualities of let's say a drink mm-hmm. wasn't consistent just because we're spread thin we're right, just like running right. around and mm-hmm. you know the staff in Mission Viejo were so used to me being there like every day and now yeah. suddenly I'm like all over right. the place uh, just just things like that Got so it. we definitely had to slow down and learn and uh, be more organized we were just like all over the place you know so Dang. that's just a quick example so if I can ask um, what was like that number where you knew like this is how much we need this is how much capital we need to like open this shop because uh, opening a brick and mortar store like i imagine like that takes a good amount of capital like i know a friend who just recently popped up her um matcha like uh green like all things matcha shop and she told me like she was around like three hundred thousand to just run the whole thing is that kind of like where you guys were in uh, the time or wait first of all i love matcha where is the shop let's, let's, <laughs> let's shout her out <laughs> yeah it's, it's in artesia I'll, I'll tell you like right after but yeah so she was telling me like, you know, like to get the furnishing done like this, to have like a contractor come in and design the wall this way and to showcase this, to get the glass up there. Like this is minimum 300 right now. And then. Yeah. To answer your question, um, we didn't know. We asked around like, hey, how much does it cost to open and start? And originally we wanted to do something maybe smaller, like a food truck, uh-huh. just because we didn't. We're like, hey, I think we it's about 50, 60 K for this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it's really it's working backwards. It's almost like entrepreneurs. We work backwards. Uh-huh. We we say, hey, we want the shop. 
Right. Like, how do we get to that? Right. The Z, right? That point A to Z, right? right. So we realized that um, by doing that, you know, we talked to contractors. They're like, oh, it's about this much. And we talked to two or three different ones and average it out and whatnot. Uh, and then we worked backward. And that's when we realized that, hey, we need this much money and capital. Um, that's how it kind of started. Um, so 300K, um, yeah, it just depends. Sometimes it's 200, sometimes it's 150. Um, if it's a restaurant that's already existing mm-hmm. and we're just taking over, then it, it's a lot cheaper maybe. It just really depends. Right. Areas are different. Rents are different. Um, size of it, you know, it all varies. Uh, but you can spend, you know, up to whatever. You know, I guess however like, much you want, right? Depending on how you want to execute yeah. your plan. Yeah. My friends opened up a restaurant and they spent like a million dollars, you know. So that's a lot of money, especially. I mean, lot. you're working in a career and you're making money. But like yeah. people save up and, you know, you just bought a home, Jeremy. Yeah. And homes are expensive. And imagine <laughs> yeah. like imagine like having enough money for a home. But like, you know what? I'm going to open a business. Yeah. I'm going to open this restaurant. I don't know if it's going to do well, but... Yeah. excited about it yeah, yeah. it's crazy it's risk you know, it's all about risking it and uh having that that vision that hey it's gonna work out we're gonna do, we're gonna be fine um so yeah we had three locations damn so i mean speaking of risk adverse it sounds like you just took more risk because in the time you're doing milk box you opened an acai brand place like what like how, how did you land on that decision yeah, so, man, yeah, risk. I mean, yes, ha- motorcycles. Or you did, right, Jerry? No, no, no. <laughs> no I, I haven't. No. So I, I brought it up because I think I'm always a, I love risk. I love taking risks. <laughs> it's just yeah. fun for me. Uh-huh. I, I don't want to live like this boring life, right? And even though we're conditioned yeah. to have this life, yeah. I've always wanted to get out that that the zone right. and do whatever. Yeah. And so, um so that's what it was with Barry Brand as well. Yeah. And I didn't know it was going to be, you know, successful or not. And how it, how it came about was I was standing in front of Milkbox and I was talking to the agent for the plaza and the shop right in front of Milkbox was, uh, they're leaving. It yeah, was yeah. actually, it was vacant. Sorry. It was vacant. Yeah. And oh, this, uh, is, this is the Tustin location, right? Tustin location. Yeah. Okay. yeah it was like completely empty. And then I was just joking around. I'm like, hey, I should open something right there. Yeah. Just, I don't know why I said that. And she was, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Cindy, uh, she was like, yeah, you should. Uh-huh. You know, maybe this and that. She gave me some ideas. I'm like, I don't know. I, you know, I love healthier things because, yeah. Because, you know, boba is like not the healthiest overall. Uh-huh. Right. I mean, I enjoy it, but I know that, you know, I, and back then, to be fair, I was working out a lot and yeah. uh, I was looking to a lot of like, you know, nutritional, uh, just being, just being more mindful of right. what I'm putting my in my body. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say tea and boba is bad, because <laughs> uh, I still drink that today, yeah, right? Yeah. And uh, but what I'm saying is that I also love and, and enjoy like like products like acai bowls, right? Even though there's sugar, there's at the end of the day, it's real fruit, uh, real foods, and it's you know natural and it's you know what do they call it? like or you know organic like real ingredients right right, right. not uh not bunch of processed foods right so i would go to different various uh acai bowl places uh-huh. uh quite often maybe once a week maybe twice a week <clears throat> and then uh i jokingly said hey i'm gonna open an acai bowl shop and she's like okay cool <laughs> let me uh let me you know write up a contract and yeah. and give it to you uh in a way i thought she was joking as well because i i always like say random things yeah yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. then sure enough she brought it to me she's like hey what? <laughs> that oh. like i gotta take this risk now <laughs> yeah so that, i'm like you know what I'll, I'll take this and i'll do something holy so that, that's at that moment when she presented you the contract you didn't even have a menu or nothing you just sort of like i had an idea for a concept I didn't Got know. It. I knew what I wanted to because I, I finally finalized what I wanted, which is acai bowls. Right. Um, so within saying yes to it, seeing the contract, and then uh, having our first day of soft opening, it was probably a month and a half. Wow. It took me so quick to see. What? Is yeah. that just from experience or like? Yeah, it was. It was. It was like more so the experience of Milkbox mm-hmm. and knowing what I need to do, knowing, you know, how I want the design, the yeah. layout, right? the uh, talking to different contractors. I had all these connections already. Mm. Um, so, Jeez, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it was really quick. And it sounds funny, but 
I can open almost anything if I wanted to today in terms of food. Right. Just because right. I know, Jeez. I know, you know, I can know where to reach out to certain, yeah, uh, for you know different vendors for certain food and things like right. that. Right. Um, and, and more so, just like you said, Jeremy, it's experience. It's almost like gotcha. in this world of yours, you know what to do. And yeah, 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 yeah. So that's yeah. how it was, and uh, yeah, I opened up very brand uh, Asaya shop within within a couple months. Gotcha. Wow. Dang. And so you you actually have um two berry brand locations right like one in tustin and the other one in cerritos cerritos yes and so the yeah first one opened up uh we're doing great and then um my friend approached me and said hey can i can we open another uh, berry brand and to be fair i didn't i opened up berry brand just for just really for fun what like i and when i say that just because i just because it wasn't a lot of money to put in because the space is tiny Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a little stall. It is. It's 150 square feet, you know, for people that are wondering. Yeah. So that's the size of like maybe just a little bigger than this room. Yeah, just a little bigger yeah. than his office. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, I didn't have a lot of space to work with. And I knew it's like something small. And I just wanted to just enjoy it uh, for friends and, you know, for myself. And uh, for him to approach me and, you know, really enjoying the brand itself. I'm like, hey, maybe I can grow this. Right. So I said yes to the opportunity, and um, it was a, a, a boba shop before, and they converted it to something else, which is now Berry Brand. Mm. So that's Cerritos location. So it's actually a um, a licensed store. Oh wow! Yeah. So okay. technically, it's my nice. brand, but uh, I'm licensing it out to a friend now, basically. Okay. Cool. Congrats on that. Yeah. So congrats. What happened with? So are you doing Berry Brand full time now, and are you still doing Milkbox, or are there other ventures you're doing too? Wow. Yeah. I <laughs> I had a lot. So I can list you all these businesses that I was doing. Uh, I said it was because in the beginning of the year I stepped back into you know into more and be more focused in Berry Brand. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So yeah, I had uh, I had you know ecom. I had I did consult. I'm still doing consulting. Um, I had a car rental business. I was what? doing Airbnb. Wow. I was just kind of everything I could, just because I I get bored easily. So uh-huh. I like to just dabble in everything. Right. Uh, but uh, towards the end of the pandemic, I well it's still going on, right? But the end of the last year, I realized like you know what, I'm just so busy, even though I'm getting money here and there. I'm not as focused on as I could be right. uh, to in one thing right. to make it really successful. Right. right? Yeah, yeah. So beginning of the year, I talked to my business partners in various different projects and I say, hey, I got to step back. And then uh, here, you know, here we are. And focused like is, you know, the real question is now if I'm just doing very red. Yes. Um, I still want to eventually open up again in terms of Milkbox. Right. There's a whole story about Milkbox, too, that why we sold off the locations. Um, but we are looking again, so hopefully we'll I'll have another boba shop. But my passion, I'll, I'll share this, you know, publicly is I want to open up a coffee shop. Um, oh, I drink coffee every single day. I yes. love coffee, and even before uh, Milkbox, you know, I love tea and I grew up with boba. Yeah, but I'm such a big coffee person. I'll yeah. try different places, and you see my story, Jeremy. Sometimes, yeah, where yeah. I'm I always... mean, every time I went to Milkbox, dude, I was like, "Yeah, do you have any coffee drinks?" And I was like. <laughs> Yeah, and that's because yeah. you know um, it's something that we did together with my business partner. But my own passion project would be a coffee shop, so I can't Got wait. It. That's awesome, man. What if we can ask? What location do you have in mind, or where would you want this? I It'll guess. be in Orange County. I don't know exactly where yet. Gotcha. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, I don't know yet. Okay. Dang, what's your favorite? Cool. Yeah, sorry. Uh, what's your favorite type of coffee? Well, I'll tell you the my place first. So I love various <laughs> places. Okay, right? okay. Uh, but my current favorite place of all time at the moment is Finn Smith. I actually just met with Henry, one of the owners uh, of Finn Smith today. Uh, we had a quick meeting. But um, it's in Garden Grove, uh, down the street where I grew up, you know, grew up at and uh, on Main Street. And just they just have various coffee. So it's... Uh, he, you know, s- such a passion for coffee yeah. when you talk to them and when you walk into a store and you feel that. And uh, favorite type of coffee, um, I think just anything. Uh, so, you know how I, I, I went through the boba tea, milk tea stage? Right. So, I love mix mixes and mixtures of mm, certain things. Okay. So, I can't, 
I used to drink like coffee, black coffee straight up, yeah. no sugar, nothing right. um, in the office before when I worked my career. But I just love variety. I love different flavors, whether it's coconut or hazelnut, you know, just things like that. Yeah. So, so yeah, I think my coffee shop will have uh, a lot of variety in it. Yeah, yeah. Nice. That's exciting, man. Oh, thanks for sharing that with us. Cause yeah, I was like, what is Trong up to? It feels like he has so many things lined up on his plate. He's got, I didn't even know you had a car rental business or Airbnb. I was like, what? Yeah. Just ra- random things I don't really share just cause it's more for money. If that makes sense. Yeah. 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 And it's not, not that I'm not proud of it, but I'm proud of, you know, Milkbox. Right. Very brand. something that they're my, baby, my babies. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So if I could ask you a question, you know, cause as you were telling your story, you know, as entrepreneurs, a lot of the topics that people don't like to share, are obviously, like the the negatives, the anxiety, you know, the scary parts of building a business or trying to start a business. Right. And when you were talking to us about, you know, having to consider selling your house or dealing with, you know, problems during scaling and um, having to jump ship from a current business to pursue a different one. Right. All those things are very tough uh, problems to, to deal with as entrepreneurs. And I could say that for myself too, because, you know, it sucks to dedicate time and energy into something, especially something that is your first business idea and it doesn't work out. And then the second one ends up being a little bit better. And the third one does, does really well or whatever, you know, you can't really control the way things are going to pan out. Right. And so if I could tie that to your 20 factor, you know, what is your motivation that gets you through all of those negative times, because you said you love risk, right? But a lot of people, they hate risk. And even entrepreneurs, although you have to take risks, you don't necessarily like it because it still causes you some yeah. like anxiety, anxiety, you know, and like feelings of like, oh my God, am I doing the right thing? So if I could just kind of like hone in on that, because I think that was a really unique uh, characteristic of, of what you just said. Yeah, I, well, just to back up for a second, I, I love risk only because I like to be excited, if that makes sense, because I, I don't want to live this boring life. And, right. mm-hmm. you know, we've, we've done it before where we just day in, day out, kind of do the same thing. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I like uh, risking that way. Um, but you're right. I mean, risk is scary and you don't know if it's going to work out or not. But I do love trying new things. It just, you know, as a kid, you're like, you're like, whether you're messing with a toy or you're opening something up for the first time, you're unscrewing all the thing and you see what's inside. It's that like finding of something new oh, that excites me, okay. right? Yeah, um, yeah. So my 20 though would be uh, that big one, which is retire my parents Got to it. really give back to them and going through all the struggles and we don't, we didn't mention any struggles, right? But yeah, you're right. We, I've cried, I've, right. I've sweat, I've yeah. bled, you know, all that. Right. Um, so it's, it's tough, right? But just remembering why I'm here. Yeah. And uh, that's, that's the, uh, that's the thing that it's in my mind, in back of my mind, that I uh, it made it makes me keep pushing forward, no matter what obstacles. Yeah, so right. that's my twenty. Yeah, no, that's powerful because I mean I feel like family. That's a lot of uh, that's something that a lot of people choose as their twenty factor, and you know that's similar for me. But it's it's just crazy because the amount of struggles our parents have gone through, you know, and that kind of gives us a an inexplicable like appreciation for them and what you want to do for them. Yeah. And so, man, yeah, that's yeah. awesome to hear. Yeah. I mean, I want you guys to be on my podcast now. <laughs> I want to hear your story. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, speaking of um, just people in general, we notice like the way you operate and the way you run businesses and how you delegate your tasks to your employees is a very kind and understanding manner. It's done like very calmly, very nonchalantly because we've seen other businesses too. And you, I mean, like, you can picture some of these like billionaires on Shark Tank where it's just like so cutthroat. They just cut the poison wherever the business is at and just like end it right there, fire this employee. But like the way I see you talk to people, it's very calm, very soothing. Oh, thanks, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just while you're talking right now, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like, how did that mentality come about and how did you decide like this is the best way to operate and how do you handle um, just more employees in general because multiple locations like that doesn't happen by chance yeah so for me and i always want to look at everything as a positive experience whether it's good or bad you take something positive out of it right Mm -hmm. so for me even though there's that stigma of uh, oh you worked nine to five before you know you're not really a business person or whatever the case might be for me it's that like because i went through all the my careers my jobs 
that I took all the good and bad and in, in, you know, in terms of that experience and use that for my, my businesses. Right. So to answer your question, Jeremy, it's more like just taking all the good stuff. I want to uh, be able to bring that to my, my shops, my businesses is because I want the staff to feel the, how I felt when I was happy uh, doing something, what I, you know, during the the career stage i mean i would even say you go above and beyond that because we've seen moments where you find your employees twitch streams and you literally donate like 10 20 bucks and you just come in and support and say hi like there's not a lot of bosses that will go out of their way to support their part-time employees with whatever it is they're pursuing like that's crazy yeah um it's even though it's about money because of its business, right? And the money will help retire my parents, right? That's the goal, right? Right. Um, it's not the journey has to be done the right way, you know. And I feel like I need to be happy myself and be able to sleep at night, right? Right. And to me, giving is like the ultimate thing where it makes you feel good, right? And uh, I've always had that mindset just growing up. I'm always, you know, like wanted to help out, wanted to help you know, someone across the street, whatever the case might be. Right. Um, so it's, it's not different, nothing different than taking care of my staff. They're all family to me. Wow. And, uh, I, I truly believe that, you know, like if you take care of your staff and I I don't have any agenda behind that, I just do it because I love to, but in, in, you know, in return, they take care of the shop, they take care of the customer, they make sure the product is great. Uh, while I'm not there as well. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, yeah so I, I believe uh, how I treat people is uh, staff. I mean, staff is that I, I treat them like um, volunteers, mm, right? Because, okay. you know, you, you treat them like volunteers so that you know they can leave anytime. They're, you know, gotcha. they're not, they don't have to work there. Right. right? Yeah. And uh, with that mindset, you know, you, you really work for them. Like, hey, how can I make your experience better? You know, I always ask the staff, like, hey, are you guys hungry or thirsty? I literally buy them food almost every single day. Right, you know? right. Like, I, I kind of go out of my way, like you said, Jeremy, to take care of them. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, I, I'm happy taking care of them and they're happy. It makes me happy. You know, it's like a cool, like positive cycle. Yeah. You know, yeah. Who wants to come in and, you know, everyone's like, you know, kind of like not happy and you don't feel good. They don't feel good. Right. It's, it's the worst. Yeah. Well, playing devil's advocate, right? Have you ever had an instance where, because you were too nice, some employees didn't really take their job seriously or, you know, they mm-hmm. kind of slacked because, you know, I know there's obviously various leadership um, qualities, you know, that somebody can can have for their business. And so just wanted to hear if you ever had those types of experiences. Yeah. If you ask any of my employees, they know I'm giving, but I'm not just nice. You know, they know that there's a line. They know right. that. I can put my foot down. Um, so there's a lot of moments behind closed doors where, hey, you need to make sure you do this and that. Mm-hmm. But I also, you know, I come from like a, almost like an older brother type of vibe. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Like, hey, I'm here to help you out. Yeah. You yeah. know, and hopefully, you know, you can return the favors type of deal. Right. So, um, so yeah, I, I, there's that balance for sure. Yeah. You can't just be nice and, <laughs> yeah. you know, get walked on for sure. You know? Yeah. Gotcha. Dang. So, I know with Milkbox, you don't have the brick and mortar front anymore. And at one point you transitioned into actually kind of doing like do-it-yourself boba kits at home. And then you also like did this crazy thing where with influencers who sold like every box, they get five bucks back. And then you will also donate uh, another five towards charity. And like, how did this philanthropic um, mindset come to be? And what was like the reasoning and purpose behind that? Yeah, so a, a quick, you know, just stepping back for uh, for a little bit, uh, we sold the location of Milkboxes right. um, because we thought that we were going to join another team to grow with them, right? But we changed our mind, but by that time it was too late. We sold off the locations. Uh, so, yeah, there's a whole story behind it, but just to kind of uh, summarize it, we've uh, decided to, you know what, we're going to come back to it. We're going to come back to opening up another shop, uh, something that we are really proud of now that we have the experience and the, you know, the, the, the know-how and the money and all that, um, the resources. Um, but, 
what was the question again? <laughs> uh, no, that like when you were doing the milk boxes, do it yourself kits at home, like there was like a philanthropic um, aspect to it and you were donating to charities. Like what was the thought process behind that? Yeah, we just wanted to give. And I we, we know that if we give that it's just going to return back. It's just kind of, if you meet Robert, we're very similar. We're just cool, just easygoing people. And just, we always want to help people out. Uh, so giving feels good already. We didn't want to wait to give. You know, some people, nothing wrong with that because you can be successful and then that, that extra money or whatever you want to call it, you give, right? right? But we just wanted to give off the bat. And, right. uh, and uh, you know, just give it, like you said, Jeremy, give to people that help us, right? Almost like, if it's a, if it's a staff as well, we we'll give back to our staff, things like that. So we know that just by doing that, um, it'll it'll come back. Yeah. So, you know, karma. Damn. So I know. Um, kind of moving away from businesses right now. We did. Uh, one one of your biggest goals is to retire your parents. But just the other week, maybe a couple of weeks ago, you mentioned you kind of wanted to get a Lamborghini too. <laughs> yeah. Well, so so I I didn't I actually sometimes I said um I want to or kind of like a my my language in terms of I will but actually I was able to give get back to them already so beginning of the year I didn't really share too much of it and I kept it very private that I'm now taking care of them oh so nice they're good they're happy awesome. I'm giving I'm sending them money every week yeah damn um, so yeah that's that's when I, I I wouldn't splurge like that because I just I just want to put everything into yeah, kind of yeah. Like my businesses and right. invest and grow and all that yeah. but I'm in a place where you know I'm I'm good I'm happy they're happy I'm I basically retire them. You yeah. Know, you want to call it that. Yeah. Um, so, so now it's like, it's just time to treat yourself. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> so, like, seriously. Yeah. So, so, yeah. Now it's just time to grow even more. There's a lot yeah. of like secret, you know, projects that I'm doing. I can't share yet. <laughs> but I, uh, yeah, I'm just like, you know what? I eventually want to, you know, uh, drive something nicer and things yeah, like that. Lambo's and, not too shabby, huh? <laughs> <laughs> we'll start with that. Yeah. 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 But uh, yeah, eventually. Uh, it's always my dream. I, I grew up with cars, you know, I grew up with uh, fix up Hondas, right? Yeah. The Rice yeah. Rockets and uh, <laughs> the Civics, the, you know, lower right. Civics, lower yeah. Integras. Uh, so I grew up with cars, you know, something that I, I've always enjoyed. And it's not, I'm not getting into because, you know, oh, it's a Lambo and all that, but I, I actually like cars. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. I think that's awesome because, I mean, on one side, we obviously have our uh, main motivation, which is like family. But on the other side, too, there's things that, we all enjoy, right? I mean, yeah. I know, I know, like what I would want if I became like a multimillionaire. You know, of course, I would take care of my parents, but then there's things that I would splurge on too. You know, yeah, I think I think it's not for me. It's not like splurging just for fun, but it's more like, hey, you work so hard. Right. Sometimes it's it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, to celebrate. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Agreed. Yeah, like 100%. almost like trophy milestones, if you will. Yeah. That's what it is. Some people buy Rolexes, and some people get cars. Some people, you know what I mean. Yeah. So it's uh, that's what it is, and I. You just gotta enjoy life. I don't want to die tomorrow. Like I work so hard, which is fine. Right. But I, you know, and it's yeah, you know, buy a Lambo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, speaking of enjoying life, I, like you're juggling um, all of these brands, all of these businesses. Like, what, what do you do for fun? That's the fun part. It's businesses. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, good question. No, honestly. So I, I posted something on uh, Instagram mentioning that. You know, last year we're all in like quarantine and yeah. we're all closed off from each other. So this year, I'm just I just want to make it a point to connect with friends and family uh, relationships. Yeah. And to me, that's what it is. I used to you know do other random things like gaming. Yeah. You know, but I just don't have time for that anymore. Now it's just really hanging out with friends. You know, getting food, getting coffee. Um. So yeah. Nice. That's my fun. Just people. You know? That's awesome. Yeah. I'm, I honestly miss connecting with people. Like at one point, I feel like I forgot how to speak to people. Like without this podcast, I'd probably be like, <laughs> no, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, yes, we're doing this now. This is, this is awesome. Yeah. No, know? this has been like really refreshing for both of us. Yeah. yeah. Like we're just learning so many new things about, I mean, like I've been your friend for a while and I didn't even know your last name was Kim. <laughs> you found out when? Like yesterday or today? <laughs> Fucking today. Literally today I'm like Googling. I'm like, who the fuck is Trong Kim? Oh shit, that's really his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and to share, I actually have a podcast, which I'm not active as much anymore on. Uh, but I interviewed you, Jeremy. Yeah. And, you know, I'm like, how do you pronounce your last name? And you <laughs> described that. You explained it, I mean, on, on my podcast. Yeah. 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 So outside of what you do for fun and stuff, do you have any 
hobbies that you that is just in in like super unique interesting that you may have not shared at all like for example like for me some people don't know that i actually play guitar like i'm just really into that i picked one up randomly it just went to ultimate guitars taught myself tabs and i'm actually pretty decent at it wait did you bring it no it's going on come on <laughs> <laughs> i remember seeing uh i think one of your stories yeah you're 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 messing with the guitar i remember that's that too. so cool yeah uh you know i like i mentioned i game so that's something that's yeah nerdy what, what, what games do you play let's dive into that yeah so i i <laughs> man i grew up well first of all i grew up gaming in general i love computers right so yeah. i was just gaming or just messing with it uh i was playing counter-strike back in the days right? <laughs> okay remember, okay that. remember counter-strike yeah, yeah. huge thing that's when all the pc cafes opened up oh my god yeah right uh and then i got into you know warcraft world of warcraft I played uh, like online, so online multiplayer started becoming popular. Yeah, yeah. Final Fantasy, and I don't want to. I don't share this thing because I don't do it anymore. I don't have time, but also it's like it's pretty nerdy. You know what I mean? I mean, <laughs> I, I'm all I'm all for it, dude. Like I feel like even today. So something I do, I'll share this too, is I read a fuck ton of manga, and I don't like. Yeah, yeah put, I, don't, I didn't know that. Yeah, so it's, yeah. I, I don't like really put that out there, but you know, I was like, you know what? Like, I spent so much time on this. I'm gonna just put like a story out there and just see what people say. What do people say, bro? Like, three fourths of my followers are like, bro, we're waiting for the new <laughs> chapter too. I was like, holy fuck, you, really? I was like, you read That's solo awesome. leveling too, dude? Because like, so this yeah. is actually, uh, this is a Korean manhwa. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Like, I'm just here for the chapters, but yeah, like, so anime and manga is usually associated with um japan like that's right, kind of right, where right. it originated from like you got the naruto you got one piece and stuff and then these korean writers bro like i don't korea's like they're churning out bts and music and now then they're in this they're in the mana space and they're they're killing it like these stories are so shout out to all the kims yeah yeah right here <laughs> it's just so good dude i'm hooked and i mean yeah, i, I yeah. put this out there and all of a sudden like i didn't even realize like half more than half of my followers like are all in this too even my friend um i'm putting him on blast andrew andrew reed uh he to pick to paint you a picture for him corporate lawyer uh is crushing it in all those fields he he does uh powerlifting and stuff yeah, like yeah. super hardcore lifter ripped shredded he's reading solo leveling too That's i was cool. like dude what the fuck i finally have someone i could talk about this with because my <laughs> wife is not into that shit but yeah well what's cool is that now with social media with just everything online now you can you can really share everything and, yeah and people you know appreciate that yeah um yeah i i love gaming i i i, I never got into like you know reading i just hate reading in general <laughs> Fair, yeah. but uh gaming i and to me gaming is cool because it puts you into another world and you connect with people nowadays especially right yeah yeah uh, so yeah i would play now nowadays if i have time i'll play like league of legends oh my um, god yeah. i can't think of any other games now that's that wasn't my main <laughs> game honestly that's what what lane did you play uh so <laughs> what, what do you think first of all guess, guess Bruh, you look like man i mean from your leadership i want to say you're mid but i i uh -huh. think from your aggressiveness with counter-strike i want to say adc in bottom okay how about you daniel well you what guys are say? talking about this i have no idea we've transcended into yeah, wait jerry do you know league how do you know about yeah yeah leagues? no i i do i'm like i was hardcore into league oh, dude. i didn't know I have that. so many hours in there like, hey, we should talk about gaming for one hour next time. I don't bro, know. we literally can. Like, I I have so many of these like random hobbies no one knows about. Like, I was, dude, I have like thousands of hours into Maple Story. Like, really? That's, yeah, that's another world. Dude, I you know. should share this, man. <laughs> this is awesome. I mean, cause, no, because you know people look at you. Hey, they this just is, see the this guy with awesome hair. Yeah, yeah. You know, into fitness, and you know, people like to see that the, the quirks, the the yeah, you know, the non-perfection non side right, you know right. whatever it is you know um people like that yeah jeremy you're too real. perfect you're too perfect bro <laughs> with your hair um no but yeah I, surprisingly you know it's funny i actually talked to one of my staff about this i just hired her on and i'm like hey you know i asked during the interview yeah i'm like what do you do besides you know school and all that and she's like oh i play leagues of legend and I'm like, oh, what rank are you? She's like, silver three. I'm like, oh, cool. I'm silver one. You know, like, we're just talking back and forth. So and, I'm not going to be playing and, with and them. And she, well, <laughs> she's mid, right? She's a midder, uh -huh. a mid laner. And then I'm actually support. Fuck. 
fuck, dude. I was, yeah. I was gonna cut you off and be like, you know what? After all this generosity <laughs> and the philanthropic stuff, like yeah, he's yeah. got to be support. No, I, I love support. And here's the big reason: I cannot last hit for for you know for, for oh, anything. Yeah. I can't do that. I'm like, I try focusing, and I'm, I'm just too. I just want to kill, you know. <laughs> And so, uh, so yeah, I, I chose support because it's it's one of those uh, the role that yeah. um, I can just I can make a difference in the game. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm not. There's no pressure on yeah. like you know making sure that I farm correctly and all yeah, that. Yeah. So. And that's Daniel's so, like, "What the hell are you guys are talking yeah, about?" Like, <laughs> no, that's so it's so it's so crazy how like that role that he's playing in the game is literally representative of how Trong is in real life too. Like. Like support, like no, 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 like support plays. But he a likes huge... pressure, though. He likes risk. I do. Is yeah, but yeah. if you see how Trong like helps people, it's like the role he's playing in the game is not like the main character right. in the game, but it literally can dictate. Like when you play in like ranked games and you're moving aggressively, like that support can make all the difference. Like, like if you play Sona, like really specific now, and she hits that stun wave and she stuns like this entire <laughs> row of people. I'm leaving yeah. the chat now. Yeah. <laughs> And Daddy the whole team, the yeah, and the whole team moves in. Like, bro, that's the difference between winning and losing. Like, literally. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, to to Trunk's point too. Like, last hitting is like this really refined action of like making sure your character has this frame where it attacks this like minion or this creature, right? And it kills the creature, so you get the gold in the experience. So now it's like you're kind of in this world of like esports where like you literally need that reflex. So in, in Counter Strike, it's like literally securing the headshot. Like every single time. Yeah. Okay, okay. Dude, I remember playing Black Ops. I mean, I love like just flick shotting and it's all about <laughs> skill shots, right? Yeah. I love that. I love uh, those movements. Uh, but in league, I just can't. I mean, you know what? You guys last hit. You guys do your thing. You guys yeah. farm. You guys make the money. I'm just going to chill. And then, that's you know. so fun. Dude, I, did, I never knew you played league. That's yeah. so But fun. I don't play your typical like support <clears throat> characters uh, or champions. I mean, yeah. uh, I play, I don't, I don't know the names now. But like uh, just like r- random ones, yeah. Because yeah. I, I get bored, yeah. So you know, I that's all I play. So yeah. I'm like, I'm gonna choose this other random character and make it like, you know, make it people where people are like, oh shit, they believe now. Damn, like how many hours do you play to go? Because the average game is about thirty minutes if like you're just killing it and your whole team is crushing. But you know, if you come in and you're trying to get your IP or your first win of the day and you lose. You're kind of inclined to play another yeah. one. Like how many how many hours you go? I don't do that anymore. I, I'm like you know what? I just let it go. If I lose, I'm like I'm like no. If I lose, I'm like I'll just walk away. You know what I mean? I don't have time anymore. Wow, that takes a lot of mental <laughs> take, strength. It does. Dude. I'm like fuck, I want to win before I sleep. <laughs> so so, um, so on so, on that note though, like what's your daily routine look like? You know, well, I don't game anymore, right? Because I don't I really don't have time. Um, Damn. I I would play one like let's say my friends like hey let's play the league you know I'm like, okay I have a couple hours to kill I can I can play. Uh, but wait, when is this? Like twelve p.m. or like nine p.m.? No, so I, well, I used to be <laughs> like so wait, sleeping no, no. at like at one or two a.m. Yeah, now, so walk us through that. Like what from di- from when you open your eyes, you wake up. What do you do? Like so in general, uh-huh. um, and I hate to do this. I pick up my phone first. I and you know, I know I'm, I'm so I'm distracting. Right it's impossible not to. So I pick up my phone, um, answer whatever you know. Um, and then I'll hop off the computer. Well, you know, wash up and all that. Hop off, hop on the computer, do emailing, responding back, whatever. Because I have a lot of things going on right now in terms of, yeah. you know, different projects and businesses. So when you're doing this, what time is it? What time did you wake up? Uh, so my average wake up time, I don't set alarms. It's around seven. So Damn. it's not too, it's not, you know, a lot That's of people. early, man. Well, a lot of people are like, oh, I'm five or 4.30. I'm like, um, I can't do that. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, I can't do that. So, so about seven, seven, something okay. a little early, something seven something, but yeah. that's average. Wake up, um, like I said, wash up and then, hey, this, my day starts. So I'll jump on the computer uh-huh. for a little bit around this time, you know, 7.30, 8-ish. And then I'll be done probably 8.30. It just depends what I'm doing. Um, and then, uh, I'll grab, uh, I don't normally eat breakfast, but nowadays I'm just trying to get back into the fitness lifestyle. Yeah. I, I was so heavy into it before. Right. So now I'm eating like oats and, you know, um, getting a shake or whatever yeah. it is. Right. Uh, actually I'm eating this, the cereal now called three wishes as protein and oh what with the, the are yeah awesome. yo we need to find this yeah, yeah. three wishes uh three whole, wishes. whole foods i think sprout has it too got okay. it um We're but going. has a good amount of protein carbs are not bad 
you know, pretty low in fat overall. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just eating better, watching my, you know, my intake, macros intake. Uh, and then I, I try to work out right away. So whether it's a uh, light running, you know, on the yeah. treadmill or, or lifting. So I, yeah. now where I live, I have a, like a gym. Oh, nice. So I, I don't always, I don't always go in there, but I have weights at home too. So Dope. it just helps instead of just going to and sharing the space. Yeah. Waiting for a bench and all that. Yeah. I, I have my, you know, um, dumbbells. Uh, and I sometimes I'll turn on YouTube and watch Jeremy Shry, <laughs> you know, home workouts. Um, no, I just work at home. There's everything you can do at home now, right? Yeah, yeah, like literally. I, I roll out my yoga mat and do apps to work out and all uh-huh. that. So I can do all that uh, if I need to do cardio, depending on the day, right? So I just do your typical like push, pull, legs so day. You know? at the time you've completed your workout, is, what is that, like 10 a.m. or? About, yeah. Okay. About, about 10. And then 10-ish. what do you do after that? Uh, so well, well, breakfast workout. I, I I don't know why I like to eat and then I work out. Um, I just feel I'm like oh, I'm hungry. I can't do this yeah, fasted, yeah. you know, workout. I just feel I guess I feel more, you know. Yeah. You know whatever you want to call yeah. it. Um, so around that time, ten ish. I'll first of all, I always check on the shop, like the openers. I I text them like, hey, everything good and yeah, all that. Yeah. And then I check in again. Um, so it's it's a routine now where I get inventory. So my staff handles the inventory, but. I get a copy of it, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. I need to, you know, whether I need to um, bring more from the storage to the shop, mm-hmm. uh, and then I'll have my staff orders whatever is needed. Yeah, and then um, just you know, take care of the shop, uh, and then really, you know, what's crazy is that I can never say I have the same routine every single day after that. It's so random. I either have meetings or I have, let's say, lunch with a friend, but it's always something related to just business or Damn. relationships yeah. or just calling someone back, you know, and having and, and meeting with them uh, over, let's say, a location for like an hour. Just really random. Damn. Um, and driving around just back and forth. That takes um, time, too. It takes a lot of time. Yeah. Right? So just pretty random. You gotcha. Know? I, I don't have a thing. And I'm, I'm done around maybe like... 7 or 8 p.m. ish and then when I say done meaning that I'll start to head home yeah yeah uh, but even then I, I'll go home I'll take a shower I take two showers by the way I forgot to mention that when I wash up you know, I shower yeah. in the morning because in the morning I'm like okay I want to feel refreshed yeah but when I get home I feel you know kind of dirty as I want to shower right, right. yeah so I shower and then um, I'll have uh, dinner and man, I just realized I don't eat enough. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's like really thinking about like, yeah. oh, something I forget to eat. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, I, I have dinner and then my winding down and just back on the computer, emailing. Uh, I don't have time for entertainment anymore. Wow. And then that's my day. It's pretty boring, to be honest. And, uh, you know, I eventually want to get out of that cycle. Yeah. Um, and do random things. I don't know. Travel, whatever. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like no Netflix or anything. <laughs> no Netflix and chill. Um, no, I, I I really don't have time. I want to. I there's moments where I'm like I'll turn on the TV, and I'll get bored or whatever it is. Right. Like, oh, yeah. You know what? I you know I just I, I what excites me is it's business. It sounds so funny, but I just live in that world. I left my nine to five to work twenty four seven. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it's so true. That's, that's my life now. That's so, true. Yeah. That's wild, man. Well. We're coming towards the end of the podcast right now. And uh, before we let you go, uh, where can people find you? Like, what are your media channels? What's your league account if they want to? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't remember my league account. Uh, Vianna, where can people find you? Uh, so everything O-Logic. So like Instagram, letter O? The letter O and then Logic. Because during college, right after college, I was a DJ. My DJ name was DJ Logic. Oh, what? yeah. What's that? So uh, I was... I was I was a DJ before all the computer, laptop, oh, Serato stuff, yeah, yeah. all the digital stuff. It was all vinyls, real vinyls. We had to go to like random record stores, dig through them and find the, the right one. If you're a good DJ, that means you just, you know, you found the right records. Yeah. You know, yeah. right vinyl. Uh, so, yeah, DJ Logic. But um, O-Logic. O-Logic. Not O-Logic. DJ Logic. O-Logic. O-Logic everywhere. <laughs> Instagram, O-Logic, uh, Facebook as well. And uh, your brands, yeah, um, businesses, businesses. Uh, uh, Berry Brand is operating right now, right? Like we can go yeah. to a store, pick up a bowl if you want to, right? Exactly. So Berry Brand Tustin and Berry Brand Cerritos, and then we actually—that's why I'm busy too. We're we're 
we're building the third location. It's going to be in New Haven, uh, which is, I think, Ontario. I, I oh, that's know. way up New there. New Haven is such a small, I think, city yeah. uh, or area, but it's Ontario. Yeah. Okay. Oh, far nice. out. Cool. So busy with that third shop. Uh, we're looking to a uh, potential fourth as well for Barry Brand. Oh, wow. So we're, we're growing. Barry Brand is going to grow. Jeez. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be fun. And then, um, yeah, so that's where we can find Trong. And uh, before the last thing, <laughs> any word of advice or any words of wisdom for anyone aspiring to be in your shoes? In my shoes, in terms of like, like business-wise, mindset, like let it, like learning Just to anything, let go. anything, or any. Let's let's put it this way: if you could fast forward back, in, or if you could fast forward, if you could go back in time and literally tell Kid Trong that he's gonna make it and he's gonna accomplish everything like he wanted to and this was the piece of advice that would kickstart everything what would that be it would be you'll be fine like you'll figure it out right because i did have a lot of doubts growing up and even though i'm taking like risk and whatnot now it's only because i'm used to it you know right. you do it once you do it twice it's like okay it's i get it now but growing up as a kid i was always scared right back in our story of like the the gangs era yeah. i was always that kid that hey i'm i'm too innocent for this you know what i mean yeah i, I never done drugs you know things like that like i would go to raves back mm -hmm. then too but never never did drugs so um so yeah i would say just just do it now do it early yeah and then uh take the risk because you'll be fine you'll be okay right because um yeah i think i think uh in hindsight i think i started everything too late but mm. I don't take that as a regret. It's more like I learned a lot. It's kind of who I am today, right? Hell but yeah. I would start early. As someone young, as someone's like 20-something, you know, maybe like 17, 18, like one of my staff listening, let's say. Yeah. Um, start, do whatever you want to do. And, you know, that dream that you have, do it. Because, you know, that's the best time to do it when you're young. Right. Yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. All right, man. Thank you so much for giving us your time. And we know you're super busy, but thank you again no, for being part of the podcast. Thanks, yeah, guys. I mean, this it. is awesome. You know, I had fun and uh, hopefully we can do it again. Yeah. Hell yeah. So Sounds thank good. you, guys. Thank you. It. Thank you, man. All right. Wait, you're going to shout out your podcast? What's going on? What do you mean? Oh, we have we got an outro already. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 <laughs> is there music? You going to play the guitar? Yeah. <laughs> I'll play the guitar. <laughs> yeah, music. Yeah. Trap house strong, baby. Trap house. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make some beats right now. Yeah. All right, guys. That's going to be it for this one. We're out. We'll catch you in the next one. Peace. Cool. Thanks, Later. guys. And on one final note, just wanted to remind everybody that brand new episodes are released every Monday at 8.20 a.m. And while I still have your attention, if you've been enjoying these episodes, I just want to let you know that you can actually support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help us sustain future episodes. You can go as low as 99 cents for a monthly contribution and all the way up to $9.99. We don't make any money right now, but every little bit helps and we appreciate any and all support. Thank you so much.